Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here is where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. we are the prey. Alright guys, again, Madison Rising, I'm telling you bro, listen to the music, check it out, madisonrising.com, that stuff still gives me goosebumps every time I listen to that Star Spangled Banner. Alright, so listen, today we're going to be talking a little bit about transitioning out of the military. Now, I'm going to be blunt with everybody, I was in the US Army, not the Air Force or the Marines or the Navy or the Coast Guard, so I can only go off my, my experiences in the Army. Uh, but I'm sure they're pretty relevant to each other. They're just not exactly the same and they'll have some different things, but let's just talk about the concept of transitioning out of the military and moving back into the civilian sector. All right. So here's the deal. Now there are plenty of soldiers, veterans, sailors, Marines, coast guardsmen that get out after they only do a couple years. So their transition probably isn't as significant as some of ours where you stay in eight, 10, 12, 15, or 20 years or, or more. Because your lifestyle changes so drastically after the longer you're in the military, right? I mean, all of you can relate to that. When you served the military, it was different when you came in the military than it was civilian civilian life, depending on how old you were when you came in. Now, me, I came in at 19 years old right after I graduated high school uh, and spent the next 20 years of my life in the, in the Army. So uh, it was not a tr- tremendously huge transition for me because my father served in the Navy for 20 years. So I was in the military basically for 20 years. I was just a dependent. So I understood the concept of the military, how hard the lifestyle was, all that stuff when I went in. Uh, But let's talk about transitioning out. So my experience. Okay, so here's the deal. At at, at 19, 18 and a half years, you know, I dropped my retirement paperwork, uh, got approved for retirement, and then the transition started. Now, for a lot of us that have been in the Army for 20 years, you know, your last four, five, six months, depending on your leadership, they basically kind of cut you loose to kind of get your life ready to transition out. Now, that being said, that's not what happens to that young little E3 or E4 who just did two or three years and they're they're ETSing and getting out. They're, you know, managed still. They still got to show up for formations and do all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, And then, of course, out processing when you got to go through all those stations and go through all those check the block kind of things on your sheet and clear CIF and turn all your gear in and all that other crazy stuff. You know, as a senior NCO, I was treated a little different with 20 years in the Army. Than, I, than a lot of you soldiers that get out after three or four or five years or two years or whatever. So we understand that's a difference, but we're not talking about that part of the transition. We're talking about what happens when you're finally, you get your final day, your final out, you're officially no longer a U.S. soldier, sailor, airman, marine, or coast guardsman, and you're back in the civilian sector. What do you do now? Now, I know in the Army, we have uh, ACAP and all that stuff that helps you do your resume and get everything, try to get scraped before you get out. Uh but let's be honest, none of us put a lot of effort into our resume at the time because we're trying to get out of the Army and we're trying to transition and trying to get ready for the next step of our lives. So we're not really focused too much on, you know, making sure that resume is the way it should look when you get out. Because that's the one thing I'll tell you, 
can really impact your ability to get a job when you get out is how really good your resume is. Uh, I would suggest, me personally, if you're still in the military and you're thinking about getting out, is find somebody who professionally does resumes and they'll have them do it for you. Just pay them to do it, get it done, review it, look at it. And just make sure that in your resume, there's no military jargon, there's no military lingo. Everything doesn't relate to just what you did while you're in the Army. It just uses what you learned while you're in the Army, like the fact that you have leadership skills and the fact that you manage people or items or things or property or whatever. So just put effort into your, your resume. That's the first step, okay? Uh, the second step is this. Be patient with the jobs, okay? Me personally, when I got out, and listen, I did 20 years in the Army. I was a senior NCO. I, I was an NCO, you know, a non-commissioned arm officer in charge of brigade and battalion level S3s. I managed thousands of people and, and records and all kinds of stuff. And I was the first arm of a company that had 140 people in it. Uh, so I managed, directly managed people for a long time. So, you know, you're figuring I'm probably mid to senior level leadership type of jobs that I would, when I would get out. But here's the deal, guys. When I got out, you know what my first job was? Because I couldn't find a job that I felt fit my qualification, so to speak. I went and worked for a juvenile detention center as a drill instructor and worked with troubled youths and tried to help those young men and women kind of find their path in life and do stuff. And I was being paid 16 bucks an hour. And I was working a 40-hour week, you know. Uh, and I was one of the new guys, so I had the crappiest schedule. I had to work the weekends. I had to work the late night shifts and stuff like that because that's just the way it goes. When you get out, it's like you're starting over. And I think a lot of soldiers and veterans and, you know, we kind of get the attitude like, hey, I serve my country. People owe me something. Now, the only thing people owe you is the respect that you serve. They don't owe you anything as far as a job and what they can expect from you. They got to get to know you. You got to get on the ground floor and you got to work your way back into this. Uh when I was working at the juvenile detention center, I was there for about a year. And when I dropped my, uh, I finally, and I, and I still applied for other jobs because I was still looking for a job I felt was more my uh, level of expertise and level of need out there that I could help and could pay me a little bit better. Uh, and I finally found a job uh, working for a hospital where I, I got back into the medical field and was working as a military, li military liaison for their hospital to all the military bases in the country. So if they had a soldier, active duty soldier that came in, my job was to go in and be the liaison with the base because I had all the lingo. I knew all the terminology. I knew how to talk to people on the base and to get things done for the hospital. So they hired me for that. But before I left, the even the juvenile detention center, because of the way I worked and the way I did my job, because of my experience in the military, they, they offered me a, a promotion, so to speak, and, and a raise. And I said, no, thank you. And I just moved on. But, but the potential there was I could have stayed at that job and got the promotion and got the raise and then started working towards doing different things in that job because of my military background, because I was always on time. I never called in sick. I never, you know, I never was a problem for my supervisors or my bosses. Uh, now, that doesn't say I didn't challenge them at times and, 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 and work with them to make sure they were doing the right thing for the, what their job was. But because I was a senior NCO in the Army and I, and I, you know, I was one of those type of leaders in the Army that I, I would call out people when they made mistakes and make sure we were doing it right because it impacted the rest of us. Uh, but the whole point is you learn to transition. So I, I had a few soldiers that, that got out of the Army and I was, they were talking to me like, Sergeant V, I can't get a job anywhere. I can't. You know, I said, look, man, then apply at McDonald's and just get a job so you have some type of income coming in, even if it's not as much as you think you deserve, which it isn't. But the point is, it's a job, and it gets you into the working world again, and you'll meet people when you're at a job. You'll meet people when you're working. You'll be able to talk about your job. You don't got to be proud about that job, per se, but it's a job, and that's what it is. It's about 
taking the, the initiative to just get a job and be productive, okay? You can still keep sending resumes out. You can still keep reaching out to people to help you find different jobs. That, I don't say you never stop doing that. Even me right now, I run I run two or three companies. I, I own three companies. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't put my resume out there. And I have my resume on LinkedIn right now. I have my resume on, on, on zip, ZipRecruiter.com. Because you just never know. Somebody might send, reach down and offer me a job being the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company and want to pay me a couple hundred thousand dollars a year or something. And I have to look at that seriously because that's a significant switch in what I'm doing right now and how I'm living my life. So we just have to keep our mindset right when we're transitioning. Remember this, guys and gals out there. No one owes you anything for your service to your country. You volunteered to come in the Army or the military. You served. You went to combat or didn't go to combat. doesn't matter. Your life was potentially at risk for our country's freedoms and the, and the way we live our way of life, so to speak. But that doesn't make you entitled to anything, okay? Even the VA stuff. When you go in to get service to the VA, you shouldn't treat the people at the VA like shit because you don't get what you want and what you feel you deserve. Look, that's their job. They're working a job. They're a medical provider. They should treat you better, yes, because you are a veteran and, and you did do it, and they are a veteran organization. But the point is, guys, when we walk around and we act like we're entitled to something, people feel that. And who likes anybody who walks around and feels they're entitled? If some civilian walks into your office, right, or some some person walked into your office while you're in the army, and they felt entitled that they deserve something because of their situation, you know, we we deal with things that way because that's human nature for people to feel entitled or feel the way they feel. But it's not the right way to go about your life and living your life, especially as a soldier, as a as a prior soldier, as a veteran. We should be proud of our service, proud of what we did for our country and the sacrifice we were willing to make. Because, see, we're still walking around, all right? The only people entitled to anything are the people that sacrifice their lives. Those people's families are entitled to something because they made the ultimate sacrifice. We made a sacrifice, but those guys and gals who didn't come home from us with us from Afghanistan, Iraq, or Vietnam, or, or Desert Shield, Desert Storm, or wherever you might have went to combat, those are the people that are entitled. Those soldiers whose names are on that wall and on those gravestones and all... Those are the ones that are entitled to something for their families. Their families should be treated like kings and queens when they walk around here because their family member sacrificed their life for our country to live the way it lives. The rest of us who served our country and been to combat and maybe even got blown up and got injured, you're still alive. You're still here on the earth. You're still able to be productive in this world and in this community. And you're still you still have the ability... To make an impact on someone's life. Right now, if you're laying around and you're you're listening to this on your, you know, you're sitting on your couch and you got one leg because you lost your leg in Afghanistan. What's stopping you from going to the VA to just be a supporter for those guys that are at the VA going through rehab? What's stopping you from going to the VFWs or your veteran organization in the area and just be supportive to other veterans? Show them that you can overcome anything as a soldier because you were trained to be prepared for combat and be prepared to lose your life. And you didn't. Yeah, I know some of you guys out there got hurt really bad and it sucks. And I and I feel for you, man. And and some of you ladies out there got hurt really bad. And I, I do. I feel for you. I do. I wish it could have been me. I mean, there's a lot of times I look at there's Those are part of my, you know, my guilt stuff from my PTSD that we talked about in another. We'll talk about in other episodes. But the point is, you're still alive. You can still make a change and make a difference in someone else's life. Whether it's your family or a person you meet on the street, a fellow veteran. 
an active duty soldier who's still on active duty, you can maybe get their head straight about what they should be doing to sacrifice for their, for their country because they're in the army, whatever it might be. But in the transitional part of our lives, we have to understand there's value in us that's available for the community still. There's value in us for the people in our lives, the people that we love. There's value there, okay? And the most important thing about life is the value your life has to you people around you, the people that you love and care about, your friends. Dude, I got some core friends. I mean core friends that I've known most of my life that were in the military with me. And I would do I would give the shirt off my back in a minute. If I could do it, I would do it for my friends. Just like I would do it for my family. And I know a lot of you out there feel the same way. You would do whatever it takes to take care of your battle buddies, right? That's what transitioning is about. It's about reaching out and talking to people. It's about communicating with friends and family, all right? We talk, I talk a little bit about suicide in our PTSD episode, but I'm going to bring it up here too because transitioning out of the military is a factor in suicide for veterans because it's a whole new lifestyle for a lot of us. Like me, 20 years, my life changed, Sarge. I'm telling you right now. I went from waking up every morning at 5.30 in the morning, going to work, being at formation by 6, 6.30 for PT, doing PT, getting released, going home, shower, and grabbing breakfast on the way back for formation at 9 o'clock, holding formation, doing whatever we got to do, getting that job done, and then jumping off in, into our day, and at 16.30 having another formation, releasing everybody, or 1,700, whatever time it is, you know, where you're at, where you're stationed. And then my phone wouldn't stop ringing until 9, 10 o'clock at night because soldiers having problems, getting into trouble, whatever, right? I get out of the Army, that stuff stopped almost immediately. My life had a complete turnaround. I had, Listen, everybody, look, look I ain't going to lie. I put on about 30 pounds since I got out of the Army. I don't work out no more. My body went through a lot of trauma working out for 20 straight years, all right? I don't go to the gym anymore, and that's just not that's not my thing, okay? There's a lot of guys out there, that's their thing now, and they go to the gym, and I'm proud of them. Go, man. Get, get whatever gives you light in the day, go get it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was a transition, and I put on a lot of weight. Now I look at myself in the mirror, and I go, Jesus Christ, you're fat. Go get that fixed. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to go do the work to get that fixed. Is that going to hurt? I'm going to be in pain. So I deal with that part of my transition, and that causes me stress. It causes me depression. Because I look at myself and realize I used to have a six pack. I used to have this. I, now I got a belly. You know what I'm saying? Now I got my cheeks are fatter in my face because I'm. Look, I love me some food, right? Most of us do, right? Most of us love to eat whatever it is you like to eat. You like to eat it, right? Well, I don't cut myself out of any foods now. I, if I want to eat it, I want a lobster. I get a lobster. If I want a steak, I get a steak. If I want a chicken, I get chicken. Whatever. Uh, my wife and I are trying to be healthier eaters, right? We're trying to try that plant-based stuff, and we're trying to throw in. You know, a couple nights a week, we don't eat any meat for dinner. We just eat plants and stuff. And I'm down with that. I want to help my wife and my kids and everybody be healthy. So we do that. All right. And there is some of that stuff my wife makes. It's all plant-based. That's so good. You know what I'm saying? I'll tear it up because I love a salad anyway. But my point to you is transitioning in, encompasses so much. People just think it's this black and white. You were in the army. Now you're not. It's not. Because your lifestyle changes from start to finish of your day. For instance, my jobs that I run, I run a nonprofit and I run a couple of businesses. We're not even open Monday, Tuesday. We're closed. So I have a four, I basically have a four-day weekend every damn weekend now. I work Wednesday through Saturday. Well, I have a three-day weekend because I work Wednesday through Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're technically closed. Now, I'm working, but the point is my employees and the people that I work, they're not here. They get a three-day weekend every weekend the whole time because I told myself I'm not going to kill myself when I get out of the Army, right? But understand that with transition – comes a lot of challenges okay now 
anybody out there struggling with transition or having some problems, I am available 24-7 for you. Reach out to our Facebook page or our website. Just reach out. Give me your personal contact information. I'll give you mine. You can call me on my cell phone and we can talk, and I'll try to help you through whatever you can do. But I'm one of those guys that keep things real, guys. I don't BS. I cut right to the bone. I'm going to let you know what my thoughts are and how you can fix your problem. And if you don't want to use it, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you whether it hurts your feelings or not. So just understand with me, I'm the type of old NTO that when you talk to me, I'm going to give you the straight, honest to God, straightforward truth, whether it hurts or not. That's just how I am. It's how I am with my wife, my kids, my friends and family. I tell it like it is, or at least from my perspective of like it is. It might not be the right way. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a right 100% of the time at all, not even close. But the point is, from my perspective, that's what you're going to hear, my perspective. And it's going to be straight, cut to the bone type of thing. So just remember that if you do reach out to me, okay? I'm not trying to scare you off. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm one of those guys that I'm just straightforward and real. I don't play games like that. Um, but transitioning in the, in, the, in the sense of preparing to get out of the military and getting out of the military, it's difficult. It's a challenge. But you can do it. It's just a matter of changing some things in your life to adjust to the new, to the new stuff so that you feel more adept to what you're trying to accomplish and how your life is going and where you want to take your life, right? Be productive. The most important thing I tell any veteran that gets out is find something right away where you're productive. If you're looking for a job right now and you don't have a job, you just transition out, go volunteer at a nonprofit in your community. Go and do something to give back to your community that will make you feel good about who you are again. Get your self-esteem up by doing something that helps. Go volunteer at a, at a food pantry, give out food. Go volunteer at a soup kitchen, help feed some people. Go volunteer at a, at a homeless shelter and help just do cleanup, you know, clean up. Help them do whatever they need to do. Just do something for your local community so you can have that feeling of, you know, you're doing something that's making an impact, all right? Because it'll help you while you're transitioning. Now, back to the job thing. Take whatever job you can get. I don't care. Go buy a lawnmower. And go cut the grass in your neighborhood. Go, t- go talk to all your neighbors. And, hey, you'll cut their grass for 20 or 30 bucks a, a, a week. You'll come cut their grass. Blah, blah, blah. Help, they'll help you out. Tell them what you're struggling. You got a, you're put out for a job. You can't find one right now, so you're cutting grass right now to help. Get a, get a lawnmower. Get an edger. Go around and cut your neighbor's grass, Sarge, because if you're getting 40 bucks a yard and you live in a neighborhood that got 50 yards and you can cut 20 of them, do the math. 40 times 20 every week or every other week or every three weeks. It's still some type of income you can bring in. So hell, you might even look into. You might even end up starting your own lawn service company because you just because you're good at it. Doesn't matter what you do, guys. I know retired generals right now that are out that work and do things in this in this community. They don't work anymore. They don't have to, of course, because they got a big check and they, their, their retirement check's good. And they probably got some VA stuff coming in. But they just help out the community and they're they're support other veterans. Like I have a a retired major general that I reach out to. He's on my phone. I talk to him all the time whenever I need anything with the base or something happens on the mill. You know, something happens and I need some guidance. He's there. There are veterans out there. There are other veterans in your community that will help you. Okay. The VFWs are a good place to start because they're there. uh, And we'll have a discussion about VFWs later. I'm not going to badmouth them right now. But I'm going to tell you this. There's potential in the VFWs for you to find a veteran out there that can help you. Okay. Uh, the DAVs, the American Legions, you know, all those places that have veterans, um, just reach out. There's Facebook groups out there, man. There's Facebook groups I'm in that are just veteran based. Just go in there and type in veteran in a, in a Facebook, find a group and jump in it and then just kind of watch it for a little while. Don't really get engaged in it too fast. Just kind of watch what people are posting. And if it's making you feel uncomfortable, then get out of the group. And if you're fine with it, then jump in there and get involved. All right. Transitioning is hard guys. 
transitioning is hard. I wouldn't call it that. That word transition means to change, right? So to, to uh, and in factual, in factually, it means to change your life, change what's going on. That's scary for a lot of people because people don't like change, right? Most people don't like significant change in their lives. Well, transition out of the military is a significant change in your life. All right, but don't walk around feeling like you're entitled to nothing, man. That's the, those are the worst veterans out there that walk around feeling they're entitled. I, mean, I got buddies that are were ex-rangers, ex-special forces. They don't walk around feeling entitled. They walk around trying to get the work done, trying to get the job done, trying to start their own business, whatever. There's a Facebook group on uh, in Facebook called Vetrapreneurs, all right? Look it up. Get in there. If you want to start your own business, that's a great place to start. There's 14,000 fellow veterans in there that all have either started their own business or starting their own business, and they're in there asking questions. I'm in there all the time. Hey, guys, what do you think about this? And you get a lot of input. You get a lot of people that'll jump in and help you. You get a lot of people that'll help. If you're trying to buy a house, there's guys in there that I know that that will help you buy a house. If you're trying to start a business, there's guys in there that'll help you start. Is there a cost to some of this? Of course there is, guys, because they run a business. But the point is, there's people out there that'll help you and give you free advice in these groups. And you need to take advantage of them. Because the world we live in now, these smartphones and social media and all this other stuff, there's no excuses anymore for all of us not getting out and trying to be the best productive civilian we can be. All right? So, all that being said, transitioning is a difficult phase in your life, all right? It's going to cause you some depression, it's going to cause you some anxiety, it's going to cause you, and if you're a veteran who has PTSD, and this is the heads up from a fellow veteran with PTSD, the depression that you feel and the anxiety you feel from the change is one of the most difficult challenges you're going to have to try to overcome, okay? So, slow your roll, okay? Take a deep breath. Learn that change is inevitable, all right? Every day there's change regardless of whether it's significant in your life or not significant. Something changed today, right? The way your wife looked at you, the way your girlfriend looks at you, the way your kids look at you, whatever. They might be a change because something's going on in their life, right? So it's going to impact your life. So remember, every day we all deal with change, whether we want to or not. It's just a matter of how we receive it and then how we process it into our daily life, okay? So remember, transitioning is tough, all right? There is nothing better, though, than to reach out to a fellow vet who's transitioned out before you and can help you walk through it, man, like give you give you the real world about everything, okay? So remember, we are all here to help each other. That's the one beautiful thing about the veteran community is there's not a veteran out there that won't help you if you're a legit vet and you're doing the right thing and you're trying to get help. There's not, not too many of us will turn you away. There are some because there's some of them that are just idiots. But that's 10% of the world, guys, all right? 10% of the world are just not good people, whether they were military or not. Because even, think about that, while you were in the military, there was always that 10% that was in your company or platoon or whatever that was just an idiot and got you guys in trouble all the time or got somebody in the platoon or was just always doing something stupid, right? You can't control stupid. You can't change stupid. You can only work your way around it, all right? So remember, transitioning is one of the most challenging things you're going to face in your life from the military to the civilian sector, all right? Doesn't matter what branch you were in. What matters is you serve. Don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder like somebody owes you something, though. No. All right? What you should be doing is being grateful that you have the opportunity to get back in the civilian sector, find a job, start a life of the freedoms that you help provide to this country so we can live the way we live. Because if those who had deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq and Kuwait and Bosnia or wherever you might have gone, done some third world countries, Sarge. And I'm going to tell you right now, ain't no way I'd live there. I'd have found my way to crawl to America if I had to. You know what I'm saying? Because that way of living is just not the way I want to live my life, right? So we know what we have. All of us as veterans know what we have over here in America if you've been deployed anywhere, okay? 
And even if you haven't deployed, you train like you're going to go deploy to one of those countries. So you have an understanding of what it's like to be in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever it might have been that you might have gone. So just don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder like somebody owes you shit because they don't owe you nothing. They don't owe you anything but a thank you for serving their country and making their life available to them the way they live their lives. But all they owe is a thank you. That's it. After that, you're even because you volunteer to go in the military. There's no draft since the Vietnam era. So there, no, nobody in after Vietnam is really owed anything because we all volunteered to come in. I volunteered. My dad even volunteered. and He was in the Vietnam era, so he volunteered. So uh, even a lot of Vietnam vets, they volunteered. There were some that were drafted that still use that draft excuse. But uh, a lot of those guys volunteered to go because they were just good Americans. All right. And that's the other thing I'm going to tell all you guys out there. Those Vietnam vets out there, shake their hands if you're a vet. Tell them you respect them. Tell them you love the fact that what they did set it up for us. Because I'm telling you right now, our country is the way it is now because of what we did to the Vietnam vets. The way people treated them. We made sure now in this country we don't treat our veterans that way or our soldiers that way or our military that way anymore. It was those guys who sacrificed for all of us, including my father and probably a lot of your fathers out there. Just remember that and tell them thank you. All right? Uh, all right, guys. We're looking forward to it. We'll get more some, we got a few more episodes coming up. I'm going to start having guests on the show here pretty soon. Uh, these first couple episodes just kind of give everybody kind of a feel of what I'm trying to accomplish with uh, Veterans Be Real. It's about talking about things that we need to talk about and or things that are going to help us. Uh, I know I'm going to have a few retired SAR majors, a couple retired generals, some other soldiers, some spouses that are going to be on the show. We're going to talk about different things because some of the episodes coming up are going to be about military spouses' life, what it's like for them. Uh, there's going to be... Sh- Shows on here, E1 to E4 life, E5 to E7, E5 to E6 life, E7 and above life, general officer's life, junior officer's life, all that kind of stuff we're going to have on here so we can kind of touch everybody who's a veteran and remember their life uh, the way it was and reflect back maybe and have some good thoughts and good memories. But we appreciate everybody. So we're going to send you guys off now, and I appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, We look forward to our next couple of uh episodes so keep an eye out check out our facebook page it's veterans be real uh it's at veterans be real is the call tag and then our website is veteransbereal.com so check us out leave comments up there if you guys want to hear about anything if there's something we want to hear us talk about uh please definitely let us know and we'll definitely get to it so well that's a wrap everyone hope you all got something out of this podcast today please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us, because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.